and welcome to the Pixel Podcast. I am Ethan, and I'm here with Ricardo. Hello! Ethan. Yeah! Uh, Okay, we're done with that. Yeah. We're done with that bit. Matt is not here. He's in Japan, taking pictures of strange clothing. Yes. Um, so in Japan, you know how in America we have like cl- clothes that have Japanese writing on it. And it's like, I wonder what that says. And it probably doesn't say anything like yep. of any value. They had the same exact thing in Japan. Yeah, it's great. One shirt he took a picture of says um, it's all across a shirt, too. And it says, so I that from our dreams are born the great joys of life. But dreams we must have and all the time. That and makes, all the time. That makes no sense. There's another one that says, uh, it's like a bag. And it has, it's actually got some pretty nice font. But it says, forest into the bathing. Walk around the green. Take deep breath. Refresh yourself. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty also, good. So you know how, some, how uh, here we'll have like a shirt that says, like, Tokyo. And then have something like really... Like Japanese, like stereotypical Japanese, how Americans would perceive a Japanese thing to yeah. be. There, they have a shirt that's just like Huntington, California, <laughs> Huntington Beach, California, in like a really weird, like hipstery font. It's like why? It's very strange. I'm sure Matt will come back with an explanation, but uh, yeah, he's over there doing his thing. Um, Ricardo's cracking open a beer. From what oh, I heard. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What is? What is the beer? What tell me about your beer? What's your beer? This beer today is from Trardos, and it's called Trardos. Trardos, and it's from um, I say it like that because <laughs> actually to go off on one more tangent, um, recently uh-huh. in my uh, like on this day, x amount of years ago that always pulls up on Facebook, and usually it's like something yeah. that's like. That makes me think, wow, man, I was a fucking idiot when I was, you know, 22. That's basically every single one for me. Yeah. It's like, I thought it was funny. Oh, I'm not. Exactly. Man, was I not funny. Anyway, uh, one pulled up with the infamous Ethan Hawke's uh, sleeping tapes uh, at some point last week. So uh, I re-listened to that whole thing. So if you want to go listen to that, I believe it's pixel underscore. No, not pixel underscore pixel legends with one L dot com slash sleeping tapes. I believe it is. So let's see if it works. Uh, Yes. Sleeping tape. Yep, That's it. So there you go. It's our secret content. If you listen to this episode, you'll know only if only a few people know about this Easter egg uh, special episode. Easter egg. Um, Yes. I mean, Uh, so Easter's on the way. It's what did you get from Trader Joe's? Trader I got Trader Uh, Cali Creamin, a vanilla cream ale from Mother Ooh. Earth Brewing Company of Vista, California. I think I've had that one actually. It's uh, it's like a turquoise blue can mm-hmm. that has like a an old Volkswagen van on the front and a surfboard like leaning up against it. Very, yes, very Californian. So Californian. So, it's cream in the California. A Jap a Jap God. 
I would hope not. <laughs> oh, well, that sounded way worse than I thought it would. <laughs> Never mind. I was going to say some. there's going to be a, a Japanese tourist that comes into Trader Joe's and be like, puts, he's going to look at that and be like, oh, he's going to put that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> California cream. In. Cream in California. <laughs> oh, no. 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 Not. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, so that's what I'm drinking right now. It's... Uh, it's pretty solid. Like I was, the thing is, is I've had cream ales before and I feel like the name suggests it's going to be a lot more delicious. Creamy. Yeah. Delicious and creamy than it actually it ever is. is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cause I guess at the end of the day, it is an ale. It's not a stout or a porter. So you're still kind of dealing with, uh, that consistency of like a Newcastle or, or something. And so it's got a decent little vanilla flavor to it, but it's definitely not. It definitely tastes like a like perhaps something like a Newcastle with just a, a slightly bit more vanilla in it than anything else. It's not. It's not terrible, but also yeah, that's not- kind of how I felt when I think I had it. I was like, eh, it's fine. It's just I don't know. I feel like there's only so many good cream ales, and I also think they do a lot better off draft. Uh, I had one that I loved off draft. It was like a porter cream. It was so good. And I finally found it in a can. I was like, oh, I'm so excited. I got back home and I was like, this is just not good. Yeah. Like, it just it did not live up to the expectations. It's it's something to do with, like, the bottling process. Like, really ruins a lot of cream ales, I think, for me. Absolutely. I think, it, it, I think it's similar to something like a um, certain stouts and porters as well, too. Like, mm-hmm. um like the uh what is it crap uh victory at sea from ballast point brewing company is one of my favorite beers um but having it on tap is way oh, yeah. better than having it in i actually or... went and had a, tried one of those over the weekend again because i remember not liking it despite you loving it uh-huh. and it was so pretty not my thing but it was okay they uh-huh. had a coconut version too which is actually a little more palatable for what? me but uh I need to try that. Uh, but what? Yeah. But enough of uh, enough of that. What obscure <laughs> beer are you drinking today? Well, I'm drinking little known fact: Shack Top Belgian Light. You may have heard of him. He's got a cool like mohawk. <laughs> he's an orange. He's got sunglasses. He looks like he's got a face. Where he's kind of thinking about like, yeah, I'm the coolest orange on the block. And you're like, I don't know if you're the coolest orange on the block, but you're, you'll do. And, uh, <laughs> That's, is that a comment on the beer itself or just the orange yeah. mascot? Um, both. He kind of he kind of looks like um, <laughs> he kind of looks like Mac the Knight, uh, who is a, the like oh yeah the, is the like guy, the, the, uh, the fifth McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like the fifth string McDonald's uh, <laughs> mascot. Yeah, because he had the. It was just a moon with sunglasses, basically. Yeah, like yeah, I'm a McDonald's mascot, and it's like, oh, okay. Because we introduced their. It was like a whole marketing campaign to introduce their like uh, night menu, I guess, like their late night. Yeah, he's uh he's been around for a while. If you, yeah, people people it's also creepy people probably if you're probably born before like. I don't know, like 1995 or three. You probably actually don't even know who the hell he is, but actually, yeah, they, they, I'm going to, I'm going to say 
a good like 80% of the McDonald's mascots that they've had at this point. If you were born before like 1995, you probably don't know most of them honestly like does anybody really? does anybody still know who grimace is uh maybe not i feel like everyone knows who ronald mcdonald is right of like, course he's got to stick around but and i think you'll, grimace? you'll probably have picked up the hamburglar and they de- they recently did that whole campaign with the hot hamburglar i mean he wasn't purposely I mean, he wasn't purposely hot, but he was like oh, the yes. he was like okay. the human hamburglar, and he didn't just say "rabble rabble." He fucking like <laughs> he said "sexy sexy." <laughs> yes, exactly. Give me that burger. But like, then they had um, like Birdie, who was, I think was her oh, name yeah. was like the bird. I, and yes, she was like, "Is everything's covered up, buddy?" No, yeah, <laughs> stupid. Yeah, I do remember that. You eat, too, hmm. you eat too much McDonald's and you will I, look like Birdie. Seriously. I remember, um, actually, the, we, you know, my mom went to this old McDonald's. It was no longer there. It was in the South Coast Plaza Mall down in Costa Mesa, which is an obscure reference. But I went there all the time as a kid, and they had all the mascots like painted all over the walls. Uh-huh. And it was still that way, I think, until I recently went, um, like maybe a couple years ago. I know they shut that place down, opened up a dumpling shop in it. What? I know. <laughs> Take it down, McDonald's. They're hurting. Um, but yeah, I remember that being like a huge thing and being like, "Oh, check this out!" And like the little they had, they even had the old mascots, where it was just the guys with the hamburger heads. Uh, yes, running. The the yeah, I, I think his name is Speedy. Yes, was Speedy. Like that's a, it. Yes, yeah. I think that was like the original mascot. Which yeah, uh, there's the there's like the oldest McDonald's in uh, in Downey that yes. prominently features Speedy on all the signs. He's just like a, a winking, running, hamburger-headed man. Uh, I believe there's actually a really old McDonald's near my work in Arcadia mm-hmm. uh, that has like Speedy, like a sign that has Speedy on it. So like you could probably tell that your McDonald's is older when yeah. it has Oh, dude, you want to know how McDonald's is super old? Is when it had those plastic trees in it. Remember those plastic trees? Plastic. Oh yes, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, they totally had those. Man. Oh man, I'm looking at this. Um. Oh man, I shouldn't have opened this. I just looked <laughs> up a Wikipedia of like all McDonald's characters, and they have Birdie. They got uh this uh weird pirate guy. I don't know who he is. I don't is. know. There's Mayor McCheese. Yeah, Mayor McCheese. Um. The fry. Uh, some person. The fry Sunday? kid. I don't know who Sunday is. What does it Sunday's look like? Sunday's apparently Ronald McDonald's dog. Fry kids, the, the fry guys. kids, which are the little like pom pom looking guys. Yeah, they look like koosh balls. Ah, uh, Captain Captain Crook apparently because I think they were trying to do. You instead of stealing hamburgers, you stole fish fillets. Ah, Filet fish, Filet fish, it's, those things. It's during like it's during Lent that they <laughs> would have to pull him out. Oh my God! They had Uncle. I never heard this one. This is before my time. Okay, Un- Uncle O Grimacy. What? He was an advertisement. For St. Patrick's Day, the Shamrock Shake, ah. like that sort of stuff going on. So it's this. So it's basically a green, uh, green grimace. Green grimace. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing like a hat and has like a couple like clovers on his outfit. God Man, damn. this is some weird stuff. Okay, this is one thing that's on the list. But do you think Mac and Me, the character from Mac and Me, is? Uh, think he's he's part of the mascots? Mascots was that? You know. I would hope uh, I, he was probably retconned out of the lore, honestly. Probably. At this yeah, point. that makes sense. The McDonald's land lore. 
Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, he only drank Diet Coke. Do you remember the trash cans that talked? No. Wait, tra- like, okay. do you mean like physically oh. in the stores or like they were mascots? Okay, I think, yeah, I think it was in the stores. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of the ones in Disneyland. See, I remember, like- I remember in Knott's Berry Farm, there was one trash can that was a bear that uh-huh. had like kind of like a suction mouth like a very light suction mouth and you would throw your trash like in there and he would be like oh that was delicious what was it and it's like it was a fucking uh, napkin you idiot <laughs> it was so good he loved it I like how he, I like this idea of a, a blind trash can just eating whatever you have and it's like this is good tell me what it is it's like dude you're not going to go out and get it. You're a trash can. You're just sitting there. <laughs> you just take what's given to you. Oh, shit. Oh, you take the scraps. I had one anyway. more thing. The little, oh, yeah. the, uh, what, what was I going to say? Probably something about McDonald's. So let's let's just continue. Let's All just right. let's Enough move McDonald's. on. All right. So we got our paycheck from McDonald's. We're good. Okay. Uh, yeah. Shock Top Belgian White. It's fine. A lot of people don't like it, including Matt. I know that. It's it's, it's a drink. It's what fine. Think, California Creamin. You give it like uh, I give it a shock top like a three. I'd give it like a three. Like it's fine. Yeah. And it, it it wasn't too expensive. It definitely wasn't on the cheaper end of the Trader Joe's ones. It was about ten bucks for a six pack. Mm. But it's uh it's fine. Okay. All right. Uh video games. Video games, video games, video games. Vichy I guess games. that's what we're doing next. Yeah, we're all playing the video games. Uh we still play those, you know. From time to time. From time to time. Uh, let's see. So what do we got here? Uh, Ricardo, you played more Dark Souls 3. Yes. Sounds like. Yes. I've been, I, like, the thing is, is, like, I I want to play more of that game, and then it's like, oh, shit, but I've streamed, like, the first, X, like, X amount of times, and I was like, should I just, should I stream? But then it's like, I don't have the energy to stream and play it all the time. So I was like, it I'll does just, take a lot of I'm like, like commitment. Yeah. So I'm just like, let me get to this point and then maybe I'll stream again. But then I get a little bit further. And so I'm uh, I'm chugging along in that game. I'm definitely it's weird how in Dark Souls games, particularly, you'll progress a lot faster on like your second playthrough of it just because, you know, relatively how like what's going on and and your basic strategies of how you got past certain aspects of the game the prior time. Um, so I'm still in portions of the game that I was at when I played it the first time, but uh, I'm, I'm like, I mean, I, I really like that game. I, again, I feel bad so, uh, from time to time uh, that I gave one of my slots for game of the year to let it die instead of Dark Souls 3. I feel like Dark Souls oh. 3 probably deserved it more, but uh, at the time I was just playing a lot of Let It Die. So That's how it goes, man. But it's it's, I mean, it's a great game. Yeah, I, it is it is stressful playing it on a stream. Like, it's not really stressful, but you have to, like... There's already enough stress on that yeah. game and playing it that you're kind of, like... Now you have to, perf- not perform, but... Yeah, I guess Well, perform. yeah, you have to perform. You, have, you to, have to perform and also like your focus should solely be on playing the game, but you're also trying to acknowledge a stream too if people are commenting and stuff, which is like this is not the game to have any amount of your focus taken away from you yeah. at any point. Um, yeah, I mean, I played some more Bloodborne. I did the Kanehurst Castle, which was Yeah, cool. that was really fun watching you do that part because that was actually a section of the game that I had never 
scene like mm. in that in that level of detail so it was uh it was really cool especially yeah. because at one point you kind of went off on what you thought was kind of like a side path and it actually led you to that the the boss of Kane's yeah. castle that's very interesting that that was like so obscure and it's like oh here's the boss he wasn't hard or anything i mean because i think i'm probably a little over leveled probably for that area mm-hmm. but um yeah it was very interesting seeing that um yeah so i think i'm probably gonna try doing that last section now post rom stuff i think probably gonna try and do that next time on the stream um but yeah that game's still good still loving it still chugging along yeah it's kind of like a slow burn for me um because it does take a lot out but i always have this desire to play it and i've been going through like chalice dungeons a little bit off stream just to kind of like i don't know get my fix yeah um, definitely i mean that was the thing too with me playing off stream dark souls 3 was it was like well these sections of the game are definitely you know there isn't a part of dark souls 3 that isn't interesting to look at and interesting to watch somebody play through but at the very at the same time it's like i I know that there's some stuff coming up that like I it would be more significant for me to play. So if I can get through this part portion of the game or this portion of the game off of stream and then pop back on like for a couple hours to show this boss or this section of the game that probably will save me a lot of sanity. Yeah, well, I, I also went and farmed a whole bunch of blood vials afterwards. Like I just went and um you're the university where all those blobs are. Uh-huh. You just kill them all, and you get all the blood echoes from them. So you could either, like, if you want, you could grind and, like, level all your character up. And I'm like, eh, that feels kind of lame. So instead, I just spent all that money on blood vials, because they're, they're kind of expensive, but, you know. Um, so it made it really nice to just go on the stream and just be like, oh, okay, I, I spent a bunch of blood vials. But then, like, as soon as I die, like, I come back with full. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you, I didn't, I wasn't understanding how you kept getting, uh, like, 20 blood vials. It was uh, yeah. the the fact that so as soon as you get full blood vials, it just goes storage. So every time you die, it just restores all of them, which is very nice, very helpful. Uh, makes it a lot easier to kind of go through those harder areas. Yeah, uh, yeah, and also I've just been kind of more rekindled to play. I mean, no pun intended. Rekindled to play more Dark Souls because I ha- we ha- our mutual friend uh, Alvin has been playing through the first dark souls and he's been kind mm-hmm. of like excitedly popping in to facebook messenger uh telling me of like what his progress is and what he's been doing and he just talks about the game in such a like a a vivid and like excited manner that it makes me want to play more of dark souls yeah. 3 just because he's uh he's really really liking the first one the first one's really good i need to play more of it i i dropped off the 360 version I'm probably gonna restart on pc because man that thing lags like ass and i would like to not yeah that's that lags like ass. that's weird like uh, so you're playing on a what ps3 so i'm playing on a uh, xbox one that's emulating a 360 game oh so yeah see i remember i played the 360 version back in the day and it definitely the performance hitched but it only hitched in specific parts I know yeah, you were talking about the the bridge with the uh, Hellkite Drake dragon. on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, excuse me, the the dragon. 
don't know what that is. I'm like, the lore name is Hellkite Drake. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, I remember it only lagging on that part when the Drake would actually swoop and rain fire down. Nah, it was literally like as soon as if you're looking if at the you, bridge and you look at the dragon at all, it lags. You kind of look at the ground to make it not lag, and I'm like, this is. But just But then not. you don't know when the fucking dragon is flying. Then exactly. So I was like, I'm good. And then I thought about it, and I was like, if this is this bad, that bad, then I'm not gonna get past Blight Town. Yeah, totally. It's gonna be way worse. So I was like, yeah, I'll I'll get the PC version a bit later after I yeah. play through Bloodborne and shove and just keep playing souls games forever i guess because that's what you do when you become uh when you see the first souls game you just want to keep playing more until you die exactly basically it yep Um, that's true uh final fantasy yeah okay so and this actually kind of ties into our first um our first news story so i'll just kind of bring uh if you remember, like, it was probably a year and a half ago to two years ago now, I was playing a fair amount of Final Fantasy fourteen, which was the online Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah. I kind of got the gumption to play it again recently. I think I was, like, just, like, YouTubers that I was following had been pl- that I, I had, excuse me, YouTubers that I follow had been playing Final Fantasy games recently, like 15 and one and some other games. So I was like, man, I actually kind of want to get back into a final fantasy game. And I was like, well, I really liked 14. Let me go ahead and reinstall 14 here on the PS4 and let me log back in. Well, Mm -hmm. long story short, I loaded up and I tried to log in and I didn't remember my password. And (laughs) then I tried to recover my password and it was like, here's your security question. And I was like, okay, I know that. Here's the answer. And they're like, that's not the answer. And I was like, okay, well, here's a different variation of that same answer. And they're like, that's not the answer. And so essentially uh, I was locked out of my, of even retrieving uh, a password for my account. I, I hit up secure, uh, not security. I hit up support and they sent me back a very generic like answer that didn't really help me so it seems like i'm kind of boned if it comes to playing more final fantasy 14 unless i just go through a bunch of stuff like that i i really don't want to uh to do although it might be easier now because uh final fantasy 14 just this week has gone free to play well they call it free to try i guess because it's mm. because it's not up to level 35 yes because you play you can play up to level 35 without a subscription and uh and play the game for free which i'm pretty sure i was around like level 35 or 40 when i had stopped playing the game so it is definitely enough to get a good chunk of that game and get to some exciting stuff in that game if you're so inclined to do so and it maybe makes it a little bit easier for me to say, like, maybe I just use another email and create a new, a new, a new dude, a new dude and new thing. But also I was like, there's gotta be some other way to get my fix. So instead another game that I had bought ages ago and had just never played was, I don't know if you've heard about it. It's this game called Mm -hmm. final fantasy seven. Oh, that's the one with the car and they drive around, right? No. Final Fantasy VII is the one with the dude with the giant sword 
and there's the other dude with the giant sword, oh, and there's a sign Smash that goes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, okay. So I've been playing. I played a little bit of that, and um, it's weird. How's it hold up. It's weird because it's like the graphics and everything about the style is. It looks super duper old, but the way that they did the art style in seven almost makes it feel kind of like a 2D game, like kind of like a like a 16 bit or an 8 bit Uh game, like the way that the the characters look super blocky and polygonal on the overworld. And I don't know, there's something just really charming about the way they they move and animate and the way they look. Hmm. That's kind of cool. I played through, I played about three or four hours of it and um, made a decent amount of headway. I, the The writing is really sharp in that game still. Um, there seems to be systems in the game that are kind of just a little bit atypical of a, of a lot of JRPGs. Like uh, instead right. of, instead of just leveling normally in that game that you you level normally to learn stuff but also you equip materia to different characters which allows them to use different abilities and then that materia upgrades and levels up with you and then you can pull that out of one character and put it like into and slot it into another character if they have the space and then they can use those same abilities so it's kind of a way to like it feels like sort of a way to possibly boost characters up without having to like grind them necessarily you just like stick a materia onto a character that's maybe a higher level get it leveled up a little bit and then like slot it into this other character who's maybe still a little bit under leveled but now they can also use these abilities that are higher level abilities so it's it's a it seems like a neat system um and i definitely want to play more the only problem is is that Kind of during this whole fix, like this whole wanting to play a Final Fantasy fix thing came on, uh, something entered my head and it was like, man, I actually really wish I could play Kingdom Hearts again because Kingdom dude, Hearts, dude, what's up? I played a little bit of the first Kingdom Hearts uh-huh. and I was like, this game's all right. <laughs> and then I never played it anymore. It's like, then I didn't use the PS2 and I was like. And that new that new Kingdom Hearts on PS4 is coming out. It's like the, they have a, they're dropping the collection. I think the collection is coming oh, out. The HD collection. They dropped the collection today. So oh. as I went to the gym, what was downloading on my PS4 oh. was the oh. Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and oh, 2.5. Dude, I want to play that. You got the digital copy? Yeah, sadly. Ah, damn it. That's all right. Yeah. Um, so that comes with Kingdom Hearts 1, like, HD remix or final mix or whatever. Yeah, whatever they call it now. Uh, like, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, which was the Game Boy Advance game, but I think it's, like, I think it's done in, like, P- like up-res PS2 graphics or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Kingdom Hearts 3, 5, 8 over two days or days over two two or whatever the fuck it's called the the ds one then Uh kingdom hearts two final mix 
and Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, the PSP game. And so that's, it comes with all those games for 50 bucks. I thought there was one more. Uh, I think there's Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts Recoded, which I'm not actually even sure what the hell that's that the thing is. is. I don't know much about Kingdom Hearts, and I was like, this seems like a good place to get started. I don't know if I this is, because everything is 1.5, 2.5, and I'm like... Well, this that's the thing. The right one, that's right? the thing is like I had to make sure because the naming scheme is so incomprehensible for it for Kingdom Hearts that I was like I had to make sure because I'm like I I really am only interested in playing one and two again, but I mean and like if it comes with the other games that's fine like I'll I'll probably get into them at some point or whatever and yeah. uh, <laughs> and so like I had to watch the trailer. And make sure that it came with one and two. Yeah. And then even after that, I was like, still not sure that it did. But I was like, you know what? I'm willing to 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 take a chance. And then I booted it up. And sure enough, it's it's it has one and two in there. The the final mix edition, which I'm guessing is just the up res. Probably has more stuff. And probably has has a few more missions or something in it. So it does have one and two. And then all those other games as well, if you want to play them. And that's uh, that's 50 bucks right now on Yeah, PSN. I was kind of thinking about picking that up. I don't know, maybe. Well, that's the thing is, like, I played Kingdom Hearts. It's, it's actually pretty baffling to remember that Kingdom Hearts is a PS2 game. Like, so, so I haven't actually yeah. played it in probably well, well close to a decade was yeah. was when I played the original Did Kingdom you play Hearts. Did the second one? Yes, and I played Kingdom Hearts. I played and beat Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, and it's astonishing to to think though that I I played and beat both those games and probably still don't have like an eighth of what the sto- story is in that game because Yeah. It's so again, All those other games are in there too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's funny cuz it starts the second one assuming that you played the games like Chain of Memories and and three five eight over two days or whatever the fuck like came before so it's like it's pretty incomprehensible at the beginning but then eventually you're just like into disney stuff and it's like all right it's whatever we'll just roll whatever man roll with whatever's going on ariel's here that's cool um yeah I, i might pick that up i was thinking about it but speaking of games it's taken a while to play because i've never played those I finally got uh, Super Mario Run because they dropped it on Android. Yeah, I actually thought they had done that before, but it rec- it just came out, yeah? Yeah, it came out over the weekend, I think. last. No, it came out a little bit before the last So weekend. now you um, can experience this, and you have. So what do you think of Super Mario Run? I actually really, really like it. Do you? Damn. Yeah. That's unexpected yeah, to I, me. I like it because... Um, it gives you kind of like bite size. It's not like an endless runner where you're trying to go as far as you can. The it gives you little bite sized levels to kind of go through. And mm-hmm. the fun isn't the levels themselves. They're kind of like basic, whatever. For me, the I I haven't actually paid for the game yet. I'm still working on the free levels. Um, I, the fun for me is collecting all the coins. So going through and collecting each of the three varieties of coins. Uh, it's really cool to me to like try to get a rundown because it's like a short, the game is in short bursts because they're short levels. And if you go through it and try to get every single coin, it can be very satisfying because you have to kind of memorize your pattern after a while. Like, okay, I have to go up 
Okay, now I have to drop down all the way, and now I have to hit this paratrooper at the same time. Also, F paratroopers, man. They suck. I hate any of those things. We have to hit them at the right time <laughs> to jump up to get a coin. It's stupid. It's too hard. That's a dumb level. I might skip it. Um, <laughs> but the other ones are pretty are pretty good. Um, it's just, I don't know. I like it a lot. I, I think it's just the fact that when you get a good run, it's super satisfying to just be like, yeah, I nailed it. I hit all the points I wanted to, you know? Um, but I could totally see how it's not Mario in a lot of ways because I feel like it doesn't have the same amount of control. You're not really discovering a world so much as you're just kind of trying to navigate through a world, if that makes any sense. Uh-huh. Like it's, it's a. Uh, I can see how some people wouldn't like it because a lot of the fun of Mario is controlling them left to right and trying to get up to places in interesting ways, while this one is just like. Use the tool set you're, you're given and try to figure it out. I think it's a pretty good distillation of Mario in a mobile format, and it's the only way it could have worked. There's no way they could have done, like, any sort of controls or anything like that. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, and, and definitely when I did play Mario Run, it was it was those elements that I liked the most about it in terms of, like, uh, memorize, like kind of memorizing levels and figuring mm-hmm. out like what was the best route to to take yeah. through a level i don't know but just, it was just to me like it didn't it didn't really hold my attention and like there was just and and this is totally me like elements of this is totally me like uh, parts of it where you were controlling mario like the certain the 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 different divergences they took with the way you control him, like the way how he like will automatically hurdle enemies. But then if you jump while he's hurtling them is when you like jump on top of them and launch them higher or whatever, stuff like that. I don't know. Like if it was any other game, except for like something that had the Mario label on it, it probably would have made a lot of sense and I would have been able to easily pick it up. But for some reason, like I had this weird mental block that like I would see an enemy coming up and I would just like instinctively jump preemptively to jump on top of them instead of using the game's like mechanics of yeah. hurdling over you, and stuff. You kind of like have that. to unlearn like normal Mario conventions in a lot of ways. Uh, the other thing that's really weird to me, this actually has almost no gameplay, but like when he was going really fast and comes off of a high jump, he always rolls. That's weird. Yeah, rolls. That was a, that's a weird thing. Yeah, how does he do that? It's like he it's like he's actually like a parkour guy now. Like yeah, he'll, he'll roll from a high distance if he jumps and stuff like that. It's it's odd, but like there's the, neat stuff like the like the jump pads that'll like send you backwards. Yeah, and the wall jumping and stuff is neat, but I don't know. I just. I just uh, didn't, it didn't really grab, I mean, more than anything, it's not like I disliked my time playing Mario Run, but it's just like, it didn't really grab me to to the point mm-hmm. where I felt like I needed to come back, is, is yeah, my main I, complaint I, with it. I hear that. And it is, it's, I mean, I haven't bought the game yet, so I haven't put my money where my mouth is, because, like, it is expensive. $10 is a lot, and even with my, like, um, Android Pay money that I have, I have, like, $5 saved up or whatever from doing rewards... Um, it's still a steep price. Like five dollars is like five dollars for this mobile game, and it, and I'm curious if it will hold my attention if I buy it. You know, I don't know what those other levels are. Like I'm buying most of the game, and I'll see if it's I like it uh-huh. or not. It's it's weird. Also, like all the stuff where you're like building your empire or whatever, kind of is kind of weird. It kind of just seems like this is a mobile game, so we have to put this in here. Yeah, sort of thing. It, it's, it doesn't seem. 
Very compelling. It doesn't, it doesn't like, it just doesn't feel like there's much point to that stuff. Like it just, it definitely does just feel like it's thrown in there because they were like, because it's a mumble game. People, the kids, the kids, they play a farmville. Yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) the, the whole, like you get a gift every time and it's like some stupid, like flowers or something when you log in. Oh, cool. I can plant flowers now. I don't know. It's it's got some weird hooks in it that don't tie back to the gameplay itself because the game is so uh, self-contained mm-hmm. in that tour section that everything else just seems like fluff. Absolutely. They just felt like they had to put in there. So I don't know. I, I like it a lot. I'm very surprised considering like I know uh, you weren't hot on it. Matt was a little more into it, but mm-hmm. less so. And I haven't heard I've heard very divisive things like some people are like, this game's the greatest. I love it. And then some people are like, eh, this is like the worst thing. Like, I feel like they failed. And I guess Nintendo, was, it did not meet Nintendo's expectations from some of the reports. I was yeah, I, I, I um, recently read that stuff, too. Like, just the the initial forays into uh, into mobile that Nintendo has taken have not really lived up to expectations Yeah. so far between Mitomo uh fire emblem heroes and uh super mario run it's been i don't know if they've said that fire emblem heroes is doing bad yet i don't know if that's yeah i don't call, uh, maybe but... that's me taking a preemptive thing but definitely like and and i mean i guess mitomo wasn't really like they were <laughs> i don't know what people would be spending money on in mitomo well i guess people hats they'll, they'll cats i i guess hat cats but regardless yeah, we'll I see. don't know. It's a it's a weird weird thing. Um, but I apparently they're going to they prefer the Mario method where it's like get a trial and then you buy the whole game. So they might do that for the Animal Crossing one, which could be good because it might work better at Animal Crossing than <laughs> microtransaction to death. I don't know. We'll see. Um, is that all? Is that all? For I think games? that's all that we played this week. I think you are right. Um, let's move on then to the news. The news. Uh, we already talked about the first one. Final yeah, the first one is, uh, Final Fantasy going... 14 going free to try. Uh, I want to comment. I think that's like the last game that I can recall off the top of my head that has a monthly fee besides World of Warcraft. Yeah. That has like a free. Actually, even World of Warcraft has a free to try up to like a certain level, I believe. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Because well, Eve changed, and that was the other one I remember being a holdout. That was a couple months, a few months d- ago. I definitely think they are. They are get, they're gearing up to kind of try to get as many players in as possible because I think they are re- releasing a new expansion. Or mm. I guess the, the way like Final Fantasy... Yeah, I guess it's an expansion. Yeah, I was going to say the way the Final Fantasy XIV like, expansions work are it's more like a world state sort of thing. So I think it's the Stormblood expansion is coming out here. So they're probably oh, yeah. trying to get as many people as possible to play the game and get invested in their character and be like, well, now I have to just buy it. I have to. Again. Yeah. Honestly, I was thinking, I was like, oh, maybe I should try it then. It's then. it's fun. I, I dug it. I, I dug I haven't it. played an MMO in a while, and the last one I played was WoW, and I'm like, uh. 
I dug other ones. <laughs> I dug it. Like um, I thought. I think the certain things they would do with like world events, like popping up, where where like just something like mission, some mission will pop up nearby, and then everybody runs to fucking do it, and then they yeah. do it. It's like yours too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Kind of. It's it feels more um, playable by yourself than a lot of other MMOs. I feel like. And it has a goofy story, so. Well, there you go. It's all things Ricardo likes. Yeah. Uh, Playing by myself with a goofy story. Yep. Uh, um, Blizzard has made an announcement about the original StarCraft. It's going to be free. And they announced a remastered version is coming out later this year with HD uh, scaling. The thing that's interesting about this to me is the remaster is ba- built on the same code as the original, which is super uh, crazy to me. And yeah, so uh, it has like all the same bugs, all the same like movement stuff. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, well, because that's the thing is like when you when you'll always get that divisive split when you do a remaster or of of a game is that like there's gonna be people who want to see the game in exactly kind of the same form as it was before, like with all the warts and everything still on it, because to a lot of people, that's what made those games endearing is like, you know, certain glitches and exploitables that they had in, in, in a game before. And then you'll see the crowd that wants like a remaster or to be kind of like a remake in that they completely, like polish it up and make it new and shiny for like everybody and like fix Mm -hmm. quote unquote fix like what, what was wrong with the previous game or whatever. Um, did you play a lot of Starcraft one back Mm -hmm. in the day? I never played any Starcraft one. Um, I know all the respect it has for it and how kind of Starcraft two not, I think people latched onto it for a while, but like now it's kind of on the way out. It seems it doesn't seem to have as much hype oh, around really? it, despite it being like really big around uh, BlizzCon. Like I don't know, I don't everything like since Dota and League of Legends came along, it's kind of ate RTS's lunch as far as like wanting to see yeah, strategies go. You're but, not I mean, wrong. I and I also think that a lot of people have been playing the original uh, StarCraft a lot still, like in Korea and stuff. Like people are still playing that, and, and so. I feel like this is almost kind of admitting defeat of like, okay, we can't make the one you guys want anymore. And obviously, like, I knew the latest version of StarCraft II, the expansion, like, it didn't go over super well. Uh, I mean, it was liked, but it wasn't, it didn't seem to, like, take the world by storm. Um, And so this kind of feels like they're like, okay, we're going to give you guys what you want. We're going to make this pretty. We're going to do every, uh, keep it the same. We're going to try to open it up to new players by giving it away for the original one for free. And if they want, they can buy the new one. And I think it is cross-platform as well. Like, it'll work with the original one. Like, you can play it. I can't find that right now, but someone told me that. But um, what do you think? But, like, I feel like there was a similar situation that happened with Diablo 3 in that Diablo 3 initially came out and even through its first couple of like iterations and patches and stuff people were just like oh Diablo 2 is better like what is it? just play yeah. Diablo 2 or whatever but like 
they just continue to iterate and try and change and polish up that game as much as possible, as opposed to saying, right. like, here is an HD remake of Diablo 2, which I'm sure people would try and pay pay money for a, oh, yeah. a, an update I of think, Diablo 2. I think the difference is, is that Diablo is a single or, like, co-op type experience, while this is esports. This is, like, there's some sort of strategy in the balance and all that stuff. You know, this is the original, almost the original esport, I feel, was the original StarCraft. So there is that sort of legacy going for it that a sequel just people liked and they watched it and they said, this is okay, but it, it couldn't live up to that same expectation. And unlike Diablo where it's like, okay, Diablo 3 is still pretty good. I played it with my friends. I really, I, I like it now. You know, there are people who are still like, yeah, I like, it. I like uh, yeah. Diablo 2 better, but like, I'm not going to watch Diablo 2. I'm going to watch original Starcraft. If that makes sense. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I guess that does make sense. Like one is kind of more one one's business model is more they need to have people continuing to play the game and continuing to be invested in the game. Whereas the other is they need to have people playing the game and invested in the game, but they also need to have people invested in watching the game, maybe. Yes, yes. I mean Yeah. Blizzard is all about their esports right now, pumping up with the Overwatch. Here's what Storm's gonna push, um, you know. And and uh, the Starcraft, they probably were noticing that people just weren't watching it as much. You know, they probably were just like we put all we could into this game, you know. And a lot of people liked it. A lot of people said it was cool. They liked the single player. They thought all the campaigns were cool. But it's just only so much you can do when um, you're updating a game. Another thing is like. Imagine if they came out like Basketball Two, and <laughs> basketball it might be it might be fine. It might have a lot of the cool things about basketball on it, but like maybe people just like want to stay with the old one that they know and they love and they know how it works and they don't have all these different rules they have to follow. Okay, let's go with this football and arena football. You know, it's a little bit different. It's basically the same game, but it has a little. It's I, I'm going to get us all much like if we got mail, we'll get all this, like bad mail about uh, me- messing with sports, but. You know, uh, it's different, but it's it didn't take off as well, you know? Yeah. It, because it's it's not bad. It's just people want to see what they know. They want to know how the rules work. When a change happens in a game, it's like a huge deal. It's like one patch. You know, they do that in sports, too. They change the rule. And then it becomes you know, a big, like... A big deal. Um, but yeah. But it's still the core is still the same. So I, I feel like I know... Blizzard just is like, well, we'll just give the people what they want. You know, in the end, you, you can't beat the market. If the people demand it, they'll want it. And uh, it seems like it's pretty positive. People seem to be enjoying that. They're doing everything right, it seems. They got the cloud saves. They got the whole thing with their new uh, rest in peace battle.net, but it's going to uh, work with the Blizzard services. Um, Do we know yet what the new battle.net is called? Yes. What is it called? It is just, it's just Blizzard. I have it right now. It's called the Blizzard app. I'm turning it on right now to look at it. It's kind of lame. <laughs> Disappointed. I like Battle.net. It was fun. Battle.net. Battle.net. R.I.P. Yeah, it says it in the corner now. Just Blizzard. Yeah, whatever. What else we got? Uh, what else we what got? What else in we the got? News? All right, we got some. So, Nintendo Switch. Back in the news. I thought about buying one. I'm close to buying one. Of course, I can't find one, so I'm not buying one. Can you not? But. 
there's yeah, I, I tried looking around. I can't see anything. So uh, maybe. So later? you're blind. I'm looking around. I'm I can't see anything. I'm I can't see anything. I can't find any switches. I have to, like, I'm just trying to flip all these switches. I can't. Um, yeah. So what they're having issues with is uh, Nintendo keeps coming out with some third-party games. And they, this is a big Nindies thing where they're like, oh, we're going to push all these games out. And it's going to be great. A lot of them are ports. Like they have Minecraft story modes coming out. Um, but the thing about Minecraft story mode is it's traditionally, I believe it's like a th- $30 game uh-huh. on PlayStation, Xbox One, Wii U for all the all the stuff inside of it. Um, but it's $40 on the Switch, which is a little bit more expensive. And I was like, uh. okay, well, maybe it's just because it's new. They can charge it because it's a new console. And I think it's actually because of the cost of the chips you have to put them on. Because it, the, it's not like a disc, where a disc is really cheap. You have to buy these cartridges to put in the switch um man that's okay so that i mean to to pull it back to the to the game i was playing uh before final fantasy 7 so this is a mm-hmm. funny thing so final fantasy 7 uh was up until that point square had worked exclusively with a nintendo to uh to to as their like platform to to put Final Fantasy games on one through six, we're all on the Famicom, Super Famicom, and then like NES and Super Nintendo got uh, Final Fantasy one, Final Fantasy four, and Final Fantasy six. They were ready to and actually showed a demo of like upres graphics to uh, release Final Fantasy seven or develop Final Fantasy seven rather on mm-hmm. the Nintendo sixty four. But the price of cartridges uh, and the fact that Final Fantasy VII likely wouldn't have been able to fit on a single cartridge yeah, uh, kind of informed the decision to instead go with the PS1 as their method of delivering that game. So the idea that this kind of like cartridges cost more uh the thing is kind of is 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 coming back up in the year 2017 is is weird to me <laughs> i mean it, it makes sense it's just the the development cost costs a little bit more in the end so you're making less money because you're having to print these cartridges out well it'd be interesting and actually kind of smart if they would drop the price on the digital versions by ten dollars so it's like oh we'll just get the digital version instead of the cartridge um but yeah, Nintendo's come out and said that it's the developer who chooses the price okay. of the of the actual console or the game. But you know, they're just accounting for what's profitable. You know, they're looking at the numbers and like, okay, it costs this much to print these many games. You know, how many are going to sell? So they got to you know make sure to set the manufacturer's suggested price properly to make money because it's something that we didn't have to think about for a while because we've been so reliant on discs, and now that cartridges are back and everyone's like, oh, yeah, cartridges are back. This is awesome. We can now not have to download our games anymore. Uh, uh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Apparently, the LEGO City Undercover, which I was a Wii U game. Yeah. Anyway, the cart version. The cart version, uh, it says on the back, the game hasn't come out yet. I think it's coming out uh, April 4th. Some stores already have it. On the back, it says up to 13 gigabytes of storage required for game download. 13. 
on a cartridge-based game. On a cartridge-based game. So people are people haven't really got a confirmation of why this is, but their theory is is instead of buying like the bigger version of the game, you know, like they're the bigger version of the cart to put on, which is probably cost more money to fit their entire game on the cart. They probably bought the cheaper version and then just had it's a, up to the owners to download it and put it on their Switch. Yeah, which is weird because I I, I feel like some PS4 games have a similar situation going on in which a lot of times you're putting in a disc and it's honestly just like an install disc. Like there's not yeah. actually it's the disc is not spinning when you're playing the game, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it's just but, there to check. Yeah. Exactly. So, but, but like, but the thing is, is it's like, but with a cartridge, you'd assume that most of what the game is playing, like, or excuse me, what the system is playing is on that cartridge. The -hmm. fact that you're installing it is, is crazy to me. And you have to download it from the internet too. It sounds like. That's, Um, that's bizarre, man. How crap would that be if you were like, I got this game, I'm going to play it portably stick it in there and it's like oh okay this isn't working like i just can't play it i it's it's the strange thing that i i feel like nintendo maybe should have had a little bit of a a higher requirement on it or something yeah you had like they have that stuff where there's that one game that require that you can play on a touch screen oh yes you can't play it on tv and that's fine i feel like that's okay but like now they're doing stuff like this where it kind of Lacks quality control. Yeah, the thing is, is like like. with that situation, you will never not have like the switch system is the touchscreen like that is that the little tablet is the switch system. You will never not Mm -hmm. have that when you're playing a switch game, whereas it's quite it's it's likely and quite possible you will not have Internet connection if you're attempting to play a game on the switch, you know? And if it's like, Oh, okay. I'm going to play uh Lego city undercover at what well, I'm going to walk my, you know, dog. Oh wait, it's got to install. Oh wait, it's got to actually pull from the internet to install. Like that doesn't make any sense to me, but you're going to have to stay at home a little bit and let it download. Let but my dog has bit. to pee. Also, you're, you're walking your dog while holding a switch seems like a bad idea. Just throwing that out there. No, he's obedient. Okay. Except oh, when okay. he has to pee. Oh, he's a good dog. So, yeah, we'll see how that develops. We'll see how the trend goes for indie games. I think you should just make them download only, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I also understand the that n- the joy of having a disc is nice. The Nindies. Uh, speaking of the, the joys, the Joy-Con... <laughs> Uh, the left Joy-Con, they, Nintendo has officially come out and said they're able to fix these. And I think it was Polygon, uh, one of their, uh, reporters actually went and sent it back, their Joy-Con. Oh no, CNET, sorry. Um, Sean Hollister sent his Joy-Con in to get it fixed and came back and they opened it up to see what they changed. And it's just a little teeny bit of foam, just a little bit of foam between two connections uh, I believe it's uh, electromagnetic absorbing foam, if that's what it's called. Um, conductive foam, sorry. Uh, which has been treated with nickel copper to shield the RF, uh, radio frequency interference. So, so essentially, uh, like, 
the, the reasoning for this, the left Joy-Con wigging out was because of weird, like weird interference and this just shields it. Mm -hmm. Basically, yeah. So that's why they kept saying stuff like, don't put it next to Wi-Fi. Don't put it next to your TV because it's all stuff that, you know, could damage, not damage it, but interfere with it. And now they're like, okay, a permanent fix is to put this little absorbing foam in there to kind of damper it. Because um, the other hack was putting in, uh, in uh, expanding the fiber, not the fiber, the antenna by uh, soldering an extra antenna, which is obviously voids your warranty, but people are claiming that fixed it. But um, but, so. but still, like, the, I mean, this will likely void it as well, but like, is then is there is this a possible home like home fix that people could nah, do? Nah, you have to send it in. Like you could do it yourself, but obviously you'd void the warranty. Yeah. Um, yeah, it says we do not recommend that people attempt to not fix it at home or trying to alter Nintendo device could result in voiding the product warranty and further support. There are no other reasons. There are other reasons the consumer may be experiencing wireless interference. So, yuck. Uh, yeah, it's a bummer, so this is kind of a nicely to... I'm okay with waiting for hardware, and apparently they fixed it. Oh, jeez. My that bad. Was that was my phone. Yeah, sounded like it. Um, Good to know it's an easy fix, though. It just seems like a piece of foam. No huge hardware stuff. Yeah. Man, uh... Like, I mean, I feel like this... This is always prone to happen when, you, when you're buying, like, the first... The first line of yeah. of you know of consoles or any kind of hardware that's coming off, uh, you know that's coming out. But um, but it's definitely kind of a bummer for for everybody who's kind of got this. Yeah, that's got this. Uh, I I mean we haven't really talked with Matt about it, but I don't know if he's been experiencing this kind of stuff or not. As I talked to him, it didn't seem like it. So I mean maybe he got lucky. Maybe it's just his area is a little bit cleaner as far as like there's less. Perhaps interference. We'll see when he know. gets home. What he experiences. Yeah. All right. It's now time for everyone's favorite segment. It is trailer trash. Trailer dang, dang old your account. Get a little phone in there. You got a little phone on the bear. Did do? Get that phone done. Get that phone. <laughs> Yeah, that's my mirror. It's not as good, but it's all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, dang old McQueen. Yeah, Destiny 2, McQueen. It's Cars 2, Destiny 2. What's your favorite? Probably not Cars 2. Cars 2 and Michael Kaido. That's it, Michael Kaido. And also guns in it. They're undercover cars. You know, I found you, McQueen. I found you. <laughs> you and your family. Uh... So, Destiny 2 teaser. Uh, Destiny 2 is announced, I guess, there, so it's happening. Um, yeah, I am pretty excited to play more Destiny. I think? I, am I? I think so, too. It's weird how much excitement I feel about playing a Destiny 2 when, like, I did play a fair amount of Destiny. I, and I, bought, I played a lot of Destiny. And I bought Destiny twice. Like, I bought it on Xbox 360, and then I bought the the Taken King edition on PS4 when I got it. And uh, I've, I had a lot of fun playing destiny, a, a lot of fun, but at the same time, it's like, it had a lot of shortcomings. Yes. Especially at the beginning. Like it took a while for the game to reach any kind of 
like fun. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say fun because I had fun playing it in its original state, but like yeah, I did too. But it was just it was there's a lot of issues with grind and like it got way worse and. Taken King just improved it in almost every way. Yeah, and including something that they... Okay, so basically in this trailer, it shows... I believe his name is Kane. He's uh, the... Caden? I don't remember. He's the... Not Kane. He is the... Anyway. He's the hunter-like trainer that you'll remember as voiced by Nathan Fillion in the, in the city. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting at a bar and he's drinking and he's cracking jokes talking about this this time that happened where guys broke in and they and he was shooting them and then and then it turns out oh the city is still under attack and there still needs to go shoot people so that he goes yeah. and runs off to go shoot people and it tells you that the worldwide like reveal trailer is happening at some point. I don't remember. I didn't read that. You saw a trailer for a trailer. It's the 30th. Yes. Uh, So it'll probably, uh, by the time you hear this, might be out already. And the Um, thing that this shows me and reminds me of is that the Taken King introduced a a degree of levity and humor into Destiny that was completely absent before then. Yeah, a little bit of it anyway. Like, not a lot, but just... But... It's still Destiny is a very serious game. It's very serious. Very serious. Uh, despite the wacky stuff you could do, like sparrow races and stuff uh. like that, like it's a very serious game. Well, because I mean, when you actually think about it, like Halo, uh, like most of the most of the Destiny team was ha- was from Halo, and yeah. Halo is a very grim, like serious game. Like there is not a lot of humor to be found in most of the Halo games, and that's part of why ODST was, like, my favorite one, was because the characters in that were a little bit more relatable, there was a little bit more humor and banter going on, whereas, uh, in, uh, the original Halos, with Master Chief being the main character and stuff, it was just, uh, it's... Serious time. Very, very serious, serious time. Very, very serious stuff. But... They also uh, reminded us that there was barely a story in Destiny. Oh, That's yeah. what the other thing is. Totally. Like the, the, the the lore was not that interesting. The only reason I knew the lore is because I was like, oh, that's the, that's the guys from Mars, and they have shields, which I think were the ones that they were fighting in this trailer because they had shields. I don't know. You Yeah, the, um, the, cabal. the Cabal. You know, those guys that they didn't really explain. They just were there. Yeah. It took me so long to figure out that the Fallen and... Uh, Oh, what was the other guys? The other dudes on the moon. There was the Cabal. There was the... Oh, shit. What were they? That shows how much we care about the lore. Crap. There's a Fallen and the other guys. Uh, they're on the moon and the Earth. And I honestly yeah, and those guys were character. my favorite, and yet I can't remember... I can't remember what their goddamn Cabal? names were. No, not Cabal. I just said that again. Whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see Destiny 2. I probably will get it. I probably will get it. I might... I think they've implied since this is a trailer that was on the PS4, kind of, or PlayStation YouTube. Yeah. So implying that there's probably going to be the same exclusive garbage, so I might jump over to de- to PS4. I mean, unless they've already sort of like, they've already said that there's not going to be, you're not going to be able to pull your character from Destiny One yeah. over to Destiny Two. You can take, you can bring their looks, and I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. All that, that sweet uh, looks. Yeah, I don't care about that at all. So uh, I'm okay with that. I might change, switch over. That might be a good good chance to, a good opportunity to. Um, although they, they, there's rumors of a PC version coming out too, which 
and it could be interesting too, but I don't know. So yeah, the trailer seemed uh, okay. This is okay teaser trailer. Definitely, it, it, it was it was uh, just that. It was just a teaser essentially. Uh, what do we got here? We got eighty eight heroes. Yes. So this is Which... a game from the developers of what was this Super House of Dead Ninjas? Something like that. Yeah, I've never heard of it. I I've seen it on like I've seen it just scrolling through uh, Steam like now and again, but never actually looked into it. But this it so this is a. 2D platforming kind of shooter type game. Uh, kind of looks a little bit like Broforce, except the difference is is that there's a hero, there, there's a villain who's like, I'm gonna take over the world, and then it's like there are 88 heroes, and every level is 88 seconds long, and there are four worlds to tackle. And every hero is like really wacky looking, like there's like be very unique. Yeah, there's like a, a hamster in a in a ball. There's a snake that is literally looks like you control like you're playing snake on an old Nokia phone essentially. Yeah. Um, so that looked kind of neat. Like it, it looked kind of it looked definitely like uh, an indie game that wasn't you know necessarily super polished, but it it looked neat right now. It looked like some cool ideas. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if I came back and heard some good reviews about it. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, also, we had Skip Chaser. Skip Chaser. Which, um, also, 88 Heroes is out on Steam right now. Um, Skip Chaser is a roguelike? Roguelike. Yes, it's a roguelike. Top-down, like, dual-stick shooter? Yes. And it has a very... Uh, Pretty interesting art style. Yeah, very cartoony and like, uh, like vector. W- like yes, and square. Like things are very square. They have a lot of hard edges and stuff on them. Yeah, which I always kind of drawn to. And they also have a weapon crafting system, which seems kind of neat. Yeah, you'll pick up different parts and you can swap out. Like, looks like essentially any part of any gun and kind of swap it with something else. Uh, it's it, everything seems like it's procedurally generated as it is a, a roguelike. Uh, yeah. It said you get you know you get loot and manage it without a tedious loot management inventory system. Inventory so system that was kind of funny. That was like, yeah, that was a weird thing to point out in a trailer, but I guess I guess maybe they did some research or read something that was like. Hey, if you say you have loot, people might get turned off because it's can be tedious yeah. and it's just not the time of thing. But they like leveling up their things. I don't know. It's funny because like, uh, for me personally, like loot, like yeah, I love loot in games, and it's not it doesn't necessarily like something like Diablo three. Like it's it, I don't feel like the inventory system in that is super great, but it's not like super like tedious to work through unless I'm playing multiplayer. But then then yeah. But there was no multiplayer in this, so it it was just a weird feature to point out. Yeah, I I can see that. Like I just remember Mass Effect being kind of a pain. Oh god, and like doing yeah. inventory management on that. Well, I mean, you have to do it for other people. That's different. Though. Well, I mean. In Mass Effect two and three, there's fucking just no no inventory whatsoever because you weren't picking up shit anyways. Yeah, and it was great. 
Uh, okay. Yeah, that I believe is in early access right now, so yes. you can check it out. Uh, this is a game called Monster Slayers, oh, which Monster looks Slayers. kind of not that great. It has an interesting concept where it's a roguelike. Lots of roguelikes, man. Um, it's a roguelike that is a deck building game. Yes. So you control your heroes by collecting cards. And if anybody hasn't has not played a deck building game, essentially what happens is you create a deck and then you draw X amount of cards and use them each turn. And then you use them to upgrade your deck with more cards. And you're trying to build like an essentially a a really smooth running machine so that you can keep like your you can reach your objective, whatever it is. Uh, And this looks like it's borrowing those systems, but it is. It is a, an RPG, like a, like, how would you it describe It looks like Darkest game? Dungeon type game, kind of, where it's like, you shoot, you hit a dude, but you have to hit these certain attacks from your deck that you use, and I don't know, it, it, it the trailer doesn't do a great job of explaining how the system works. It just says, you get random loot, isn't that awesome? Eh, it's okay. You get to kill monsters, isn't that awesome? Yeah, I mean, a lot of games do that. It's... The art style is whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's. I was going to say, I think a lot of that could have been forgiven. The basic concept could have been uh, like elevated if it just was an attractive looking game. Yeah. It might be fine. I don't know. It's out now, though, if you want to try it. If you want to look at it. If you think Monster Slayers might be great. Um, so, speaking of not entertaining trailers we have bullet storm full clip launch trailer so the new bullet storm remastered type thing is coming out and last time we did have a bullet storm trailer and the reason i added it this one because i kind of wanted to see if they did anything different and they did do something different because the last one was a very somber like this is a serious game serious stuff in it uh type game but now this trailer seems to be like do you like dubstep yeah. Do you like uh, do you like house music? Do you like a montage of things getting killed a lot? Like, okay, so here's the thing. Like, I missed Bulletstorm the first time around. Like, I don't know, I don't know what I was doing, but I missed it the first time around. It definitely looked intriguing, and I, I appreciated that it seemed like it wasn't taking itself too seriously, and the over top over the top action looked really cool. But this marketing campaign for this re release of it has been so like off-putting that yeah. I just I I just like don't really even care like anymore. Like this trailer certainly showcased some of that ridiculous over the top action in a way that the past trailer did not, but it still seems overly self-serious about this game that uh, for all intents and purposes the first time around I remember essentially Everybody saying dick a lot, like saying dick a lot of times. I thought it was really fun to play. I thought the gameplay was really good, but uh, I don't know how that'll hold up now. It had some cool set pieces. It's kind of fun. I don't know. It was. I think it came out right before Gears of War, didn't it? it I think it came out afterwards. I think it might have even been either around Gears of War two or slightly after two. Ah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a big turnoff, and they're like, "Yeah, Duke Nukem." It's like, "Yeah, okay." You know why? So you know what? What? Who I blame is Gearbox. I feel like Gearbox yeah. is mishandling this as they mishandle everything, but that's neither yeah. here nor there. 
That's uh, that's pretty accurate. I'll go with that. Um, let's see. Pokemon Go Plus official trailer. Yes. So, do you want to play Pokemon Go, but not actually have to open up your phone and look at the Pokemon that you're catching, or the world, or your guy walking slowly in the world, or anything like that? Do you want to just you just want to like put your keep your damn phone in your pocket, just play the Pokemons and catch stuff? Then yeah. And if you pay $35, you can get this sweet thing that you can clip on your belt or I guess like a little wristband thing or anything. And it'll beep a different color. And then you press a button when it beeps a different color. And maybe it'll catch you a Pokemon or maybe it'll get items or whatever, depending on what's happening. I don't know. Just do it. And then you'll open up your Pokemon Go app later and be like, well, look uh, at all the stuff that I got from not actually playing the game. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. But me and Ricardo both thought the same thing where I was like, yeah, I kind of want that. But then you think <laughs> about it and go, wait, why do I want that? Like, I'm not playing the game. I guess the only thing you could do is that you can't do in there is gym battles. But mm-hmm. like. You get the stuff from the Poke Centers. You get the stuff from everything else. I mean, I guess it's so maybe you could play it and not stare at your phone, which actually would be kind of nice. Yeah, the thing uh, is, is like the way the way this actually works is it it blinks a certain color when it, you run into a Pokemon, and then you press the mm-hmm. button, and maybe it catches it. it. Blinks a different color if you ran into a new Pokemon that you've never run into before, and you press the button, and maybe it catches it. And then... <laughs> It blinks a separate color when you run into a Pokestop, and it'll just collect your items for you. So essentially, you're playing the game without actually playing the game. And in my mind, I was like, oh, sweet. Like, I could do all this stuff and not have to open the app? Man, that seems actually really cool. And then, I, like you said, Ethan, I thought for another second, and I was like... Well, wait a second. If I don't want to fucking play the game, then why do I want to play the game when I'm not playing the game? Like, what's going yep. on here? <laughs> like, why is it trying to trick me into not playing the game? When it's like, or like, it's trying to trick me to play, to pay money to not play the game when I don't really want to play the game to begin with. I don't know. I'm very confused. All I know is that for a second I was like, oh, this looks like a good idea. Uh-huh. Uh, I might get it if it goes down at a cheaper price. Oh, my goodness. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me, man. It just seems like everything I want. But I don't really want to play the game, but it doesn't really matter. I don't know. I don't know I feel. I feel weird right now. <sighs> Pokemon. <sighs> Pokemon Go. Pokemon <sighs> Go. That's the thing. All right. What's the winner? What's the winner here? <sighs> the winner here... I think I'll have to say 88 Heroes looked the most interesting. I was kind of leaning towards that, but the Pokemon Go thing like sold me. Well, the Pokemon Go thing almost sold us on a $35 peripheral for a game we don't want to play, so we cannot play the game that we don't want to play. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. (laughs) That's pretty good. Like, that's something that you wouldn't normally do, you know? It's it's pretty good advertisement. Uh, mm. That's, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with 88 Heroes. The game seems pretty dang cool, actually. Looks cool. I uh, mm. I think that's coming out for all major platforms, so that's pretty... Yes, it's out now, I think. At least it's out on PC, I just looked it up. What's up? It's out on PC, I just looked it up. It's out on PC, so. okay. Well, there you go. Check it out. Alrighty. 
Um, that's it, I think. We're done. We're done. We're out of here. That's the last thing. We're out of here. A slim episode today as we are down a man. Mean, clean episode machine. I don't know. Uh, thanks for listening. You could subscribe to us on iTunes. I believe we're on there. Uh, leave us a rating if you like this podcast. Check us out on YouTube. We have some Bloodborne and Dark Souls streams around there. Bouncing around if you ever want to check us play and then do real bad and get mad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's about it. Um, yeah. Have a good one, I guess. I don't know. Take us out here, Ricardo. I don't know how to do this. Hey, everybody. We're family. And a family's oh, getting bigger. No. No. <laughs> no, not family. Ghost. No. See ya.